everybody. It's so great to have a great day today. I'm here with Andre. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you. How did you go so far? It's been great. So we have a good walk and make sure we don't go far today. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Well, we have a busy day today, and I know we have a time machine, so go ahead and start. Just want to thank you for your time, and thank you for watching as well. So, can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do and what your background is? Well, uh, one of us. <laughs> Thank 
One, I think, is not actually understanding or knowing the, the, the uh, existing concept, but not understanding that each member of the team um, take it for granted, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of times leaders don't reach down to, let's say, well, when you talk about leadership, I'm talking about corporations, mm -hmm. reach down to that admin or that maintenance guy or seem like they only want to deal with other leaders. Mm -hmm. And so there's always a leadership structure. Mm -hmm. um, so that there may be some challenges in terms of uh, being able to know who your staff is. Mm -hmm. um, and one way I've seen other leaders do, even from the C-class, is how they actually then, what we call it, walk the floor. Mm -hmm. When you walk the floor, it means you get a chance to engage and you actually take off of the shield or the stripes, you call it, mm -hmm. and you actually engage with others who may be in the maintenance crew, who may be in the admin staff, mm -hmm. or just may be a senior manager or director. So. Is that is that intention just to go over talk, or is it trying to build a relationship? Um, what was that first word? Do they, is that intended just to go build a relationship, or did they, are they there to Make sure everyone's doing their job in the organization. Both. Both. Um, so, where I'm at now, I'm with a company called IEHP. Mm -hmm. And um, when I did my research to see if I wanted to actually uh, go on board with them, mm -hmm. the first person I met with uh, that engaged with me was the CEO. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the other chiefs as well. And then I engaged with uh, the security guards, I engaged with chapters, I interviewed them. Mm -hmm. um, so I, so at, at least at the at IHP, uh, you have access to the C-class. Mm -hmm. <coughs> um, the other company corporations like um, IBM, or uh, IBM in particular, mm -hmm. we didn't have access to the C-class because mm -hmm. they were either loved or, or off doing something else to value the corporation. But, uh, so, um, you know, looking at the, the C class and being a company that actually gives you a more energy and reason why, because you're not just reading an email, you're not just reading something that someone said about the leadership, they're actually present. That's kind of weird. How often does this kind of interaction happen? Is it once a day, once a quarter? How, how long is it happening? Well, well, IHP, um, it's monthly, right? Um, for example, for, uh, during December, uh, our CEO, um, once a month, he brings in a group that addresses the whole company. And this particular building is 2,500 employees. Uh, for Christmas time, he actually uh, hosted a concert at, at work. That's what he's and he also saw he actually got it. He's very engaging. So I don't see it often. Um, but his leadership style is a little different because uh, what he said is that he's, he's just a person who's up here in the house. He just has a different title. So if we have that kind of um, idea about the real role, we don't put yourself above anyone else. It's just another team member. But it's not the one for that. Sounds like it's a solid 
cake sprained up for us over the years. Oh man, it's uh, it's very tough in terms of community because um, because there's different personalities. Um, I, I have a lovely group and routine, team, uh, and sometimes those teams challenge me. Um, if you know your team, if you know the personalities of your team, then you know how to address them. Recently, I was faced with a situation on Thursday where I came up with a suggestion. And, uh, and I would say about maybe 40 percent of the team just uh, did not really gravitate towards my idea. And so, so I was bringing up a new method of how we can be efficient in work. Uh, someone else was actually taking. <coughs> Project, and I was only offering suggestion. The person was very passionate about the work we had for career, and I came in and said, Well, I think we can do it another way. Um, and, and the person got really, really, really upset because they had so much work in. And in the meeting, um, someone said, Well, let's, let's, let's at least allow Andre to demonstrate this new method. Yeah. Um, by the end of the day, I consider that I am not going to, uh, I'm not going to, to bring forward this new way of doing something because the other person is so passionate and so much time into it. I just went back away because I did not want her to uh, feel as if all the wrong that she did uh, was for that. So I just gave up myself. You once told me that you saw leadership as, or team culture as a top-down approach, meaning that team culture starts with the leader. I was wondering if you can explain that and what's the point of it. About team leadership? Uh, how the leader starts the culture from a top-down approach. Well, no, I, uh, I understand bottom-up. Bottom up, sorry. Right, yeah, it's bottom up because um, the reason that I remember that conversation uh -huh. and we, the analogy was a lot of times the admin has more, uh, you know, it is, has, is one that can actually create a culture. Mm -hmm. um, or it doesn't always have to be the admin, but it could be someone that doesn't even have that title to do so. Mm -hmm. It could just be there with their natural ability. And then we, we talked about, um, the top-down approach as well. I think you, you can't yeah. go top-down. What we're saying is really bottom-up. And it's just like that for anywhere. I mean, we're, we're in an election year, right? Yeah. And so it's not it's not those who are, who are at the top mm -hmm. that's going to vote themselves in. It's the masses, mm -hmm. right? And those grassroots organizations, and so corporations are the same way. It's really those, those, those who are uh, subject matter experts and what they do and what they do may be very critical to the corporation even though you don't have the high title but you have a very uh, uh, major impact so um, I look at culture as starting from the department and by the way uh, even at IESP um, they're getting ready to go through a culture change mm -hmm. uh, new CEO comes in mm -hmm. he's going to bring forward what he is accustomed of seeing in terms of the corporation 
corporation. Mm-hmm. And so we're bringing in consultants to go into each department to talk about uh, culture and how culture has changed. Um, some people are what we call retired on the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've heard that before? No, I haven't actually. Oh, yeah. Well, retired on the job means that you show up, but you're only doing the minimum work. You're just getting by. Uh-huh. Right? And so uh, on, on, on Friday, I had introduced, I was trying to do something, this book called Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a little, I think it's probably 15 pages. Uh-huh. It's just talking about, you know, those two mice, and they, they're in a room. Mm-hmm. You're in a room of cheese. Mm-hmm. But one mice says, you know what, I'm going to go out and explore other rooms because I don't think this cheese is going to last. So I'm going to go and find you know, our next best place mm-hmm. and going out and venturing out. So when you're when you're active like that, that means that all you're you growing, then you really become a leader. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so that that's uh, in terms of changing culture, you know, there has to be someone a lot of times just some ground floor. Yeah. Management top level, they're the ones who actually put the framework in, but again it's in the, the individual who is responsible for carrying their duties to, you know, parlay um, with the other departments and then sign up with kind of big group mm-hmm. individually. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, it's, I run a few organizations too, and it's establishing the right team culture is so important. I mean, without it, work isn't as fun or productivity decreases or doesn't go in the right direction. So, we definitely see what you mean by that. Well, it's something else about culture that, 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 that the, probably the first time that I understood it was when, during the 80s, mm-hmm. when the uh, 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, were just dominating the, the league. Mm-hmm. And, and then it came out about how they hired the psychologists. Mm-hmm. And the psychologists would, would you know, so, so let's just say our rookie kind of college went to the NFL, mm-hmm. they, they'd take a test, so each NFL team. Submit a test and see, you know, where you are in terms of your lifestyle and inventory. But the 49ers a little bit farther. They want to ensure that any player that they're bringing in, if this player could have been an outstanding player in college or even from another team, um, they want to make sure that that player um, uh, blends in with the culture that uh, the 49ers have established. You know, it could be a, you know, a top box player if you don't fit well. He, he wasn't the same guy that we found out about. He, he played for the 49ers and he got lucky from the end. You can see where he became more focused on himself. He eventually traded to the Philadelphia Eagles because he, he was a good fit. He used to do the same thing with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, uh, you know, has been with five teams in five years because of his attitude, right? He didn't play dead. He learned, you know, I'll get back to it later, is that it's not about him, right? He had to then fit into the culture that the Lakers have developed. Yeah, I was watching a, this YouTube, uh, Facebook Live, and kind of, they were saying that exact thing about one person. If they don't fit the culture, they can talk to the whole organization. They can actually through the whole organization. Mm-hmm. It's about its great practice. Yeah, we call it cancer. Yeah, you have to root out. And 
forces for me. I've had to you know, do that a lot, not a lot, not very much. But, you know, you know if you give someone a chance, you document that, you really call it, you put them on a pill, because you can follow some approval plan, just to give them a chance. And then if they can't get past that, then it's time to go to the air and they can't. I know you've also touched on like mentors. Can you describe the importance of having a mentor? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so in order to get to that stage of an individual first, you have to realize that you need you need to move, right? Mm -hmm. Move my cheese. And so um, if you want to, you know, advance or just um, gain support, that's the whole system, you know, how method, how you do your work, you may want to look at, you know, someone who can actually assist you. It doesn't even have to be someone above you, right? It could be someone who just, you know, one that's very solid, who's responsible, that's committed. And they may have some skill sets that you want and you can ask them, hey, um, you know, I, I notice you do these things. Can you help me? Can you help me find this mentorship? But a mentorship um, is, is normally all the person who wants to be mentored. Right? They're the ones that have to then document what you're looking for or looking from another person. A lot of corporations do have a, a system in place that allows employees to go into a mentorship program. Um, so far I haven't found that it's an IUSB, but IBM, Pfizer, EMC have always utilized those uh, those opportunities. But what really kind of brought it home for me was um, I have a cousin who's like a sister and she asked me while I was at Kaiser, she says, do you know where you are on Kaiser's map? And I thought that was a great question. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need to find out where you are and where you want to go on this map. And that led me to um, um, reach out to one of the senior vice presidents in the department that I wanted to work in and, um, and schedule some time with them. And he was really shocked. He's been tied over 20 years, but I was the first person ever to walk, you know, to have an appointment, go into his office, and ask for him to be my mentor. You know, and uh, and, and he did. So that, was, that was really cool. I didn't go into his department, but just getting the insight and knowledge of him and guiding me was so That's great. Uh, people say mentors are. Vile, but it's what, what some people say vile. Yeah. Now, some people are scared of kind of reaching out. Do you have any advice for someone that's saying <coughs> they see someone that's a big prospect but they're kind of scared of doing so? How would you, what would you tell them so they can actually take that next step and actually get to see that person? Know thyself, right? If you're first, know who you are. If you're going in there not knowing who you are, then how, how does the other person want to help you? Even you don't know who you are. I mean, when I say know thyself, is you have to, you know, I call it you have to have um, your fingers in the pulse of your life. Mm -hmm. You have to sometimes, maybe at the end of your day, or the end of your week, or the end of your month, mm -hmm. reflect back on those things that you did mm -hmm. in that day, that week, that month, mm -hmm. and then. Then don't lie to yourself about what you could have done better, right? 
lot of people you know, check one by humility doesn't go through that process. If you think you already know it, then they're not going to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what really helps is to know thyself and know thyself again is really listen to that inner self. Go back and review that interaction you had or uh, with someone or, or or that thing that you were supposed to do but you could never get around to. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate those who stick to their schedule, mm. who have their routine, and that gives you a chance to really say, wow, I'm on this thread, and this is a thread that's leading me to the direction that I want. Um, I, I live with someone like that. It's very organized, it's very structured. Um, hard to, to knock that person off their schedule. And when you try, then you said, you know, that's very humbling. Uh-huh. Maybe I should do the same thing. Uh, you know, uh, someone who has a schedule book that then writes little notes or post-its and put them on the dashboard of their car. Uh, <laughs> you know, those things, I, I, I don't match that level yet, uh-huh. but I want to be. So so that kind of goes back to mentorship. So you have to want to know myself mm-hmm. and then where there are gaps and when you try to be, then you see someone who can actually fill those gaps that they're doing in their own life. So, uh, hey, thanks. Uh, so we're about, about to wrap up soon. I ask, next thing that I'm going to ask you are the same few questions I ask all my guests. Um, first one is, how has leadership evolved over the years? How has leadership? Yeah. You know, how the United States was formed, mm-hmm. um, that was that was due to, to a small group mm-hmm. uh, with a great purpose, with a great structure. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, the Systems that they put in place mm-hmm. that hasn't changed in hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see what situation we're in today, right? Mm-hmm. I think that our current leader, mm-hmm. right, is, is, is on one hand, is doing some good things, mm-hmm. the other hand, doing some terrible things mm-hmm. in terms of setting us back, in terms of um, relationships with, with communities, individuals, groups. Mm-hmm. It seems as if, uh, you know, our today leader in America mm-hmm. does not bring us together, it's dividing us, right? So how has it advanced or evolved? Uh, you know, I, I don't know, when I look at it globally, you know, in certain areas, we've gone backwards, mm-hmm. in other areas, they've progressed. There was a time when we were thinking about moving to uh, Costa Rica, we wanted to retire in Costa Rica. And one of the reasons for that is because of the president at the time, um, valued their citizens to the point to where they wanted to ensure that all their citizens had education, mm-hmm. had a path to, to employment, have the basic necessities. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, so that was close to Rica, but then three years later, that person was out of office because they had some corruptions, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I have not yet you know, found a leader, no one's perfect, um, FDR, you know, did a lot for America, especially during uh, World War II. But FDR um, uh, didn't even reach out to to some of the Olympians coming back from Germany. He didn't give them a letter. He didn't, he didn't you know, let them come to the White House just because of the color of their skin. 
And so, great leader, she knows four time, yes, pass out. It was because of him that we had social security now, right? We have a workforce. But then, you know, there's no perfect leader, but when you, when you fail to be the, the country of humans, it has to be equal. And so I have not yet found a leader like President Obama was fair in that, but he's very cautious because being the first vice president, uh, we were all afraid that he might be assassinated. I think he played a little, you know, he wasn't as out front as he should have been, but I understand. Yeah. I think he could have done a lot more, but, you know, this country is not uh, led by different people. So, uh, another thing, you know, in terms of, 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 of the individual rights, you know, we have the Bill of Rights. Uh, those bill of rights give you rights to do certain things. And so they're, I don't really agree with leaders that try to tell a woman that they can't, you know, there's certain things they can't do in their own body. So I'm not in favor of that. So good question. Um, I'm not sure if we, we evolved to the point where we went back to the Roman days. I think I still see some of that today. So um, I don't think it's where I would like to do it. How for a business standpoint for a business in the United States? Um, well, I was talking a lot about the United States. Uh, for corporations, um, back in, in, in 2002, the, the federal government, I was working for a company, it was called the Sorbets-Oxley Act. And what, the reason why they, the, our government said, hey, you know what? Every CEO has to sign off on, on their financial statements before they didn't have to do that. And it was about accountability. And so the reason for that is because, you know, there's money that's being siphoned off. And, and so I'm not trying to paint a, a nasty picture about business, but, you know, there's certain things that, that we're all human, we all fail certain things we're all succeeding certain things. But um, overall, uh, you know, we need business to do business. We need business to, to survive. Um, but the cool part about it is that similarly what 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 we're doing is that we want to take control of our own destiny financially and health wise, family wise. Um, so that we can actually, you know, live and develop an environment. I've, I've always wanted to have my own government. You know, I've always wanted to have my own island where I have my citizens that would be just like that president in Costa Rica, but actually be the person, you know, that can actually help a group of people, possibly my citizens, but I, I thought it would be best to create my own. That sounds a little far out. But, it's uh, nice to dream big, right? Heck yeah, dream big, go home. Let's say you have a niece or nephew that's about, let's say, somewhere between five and ten. Niece and nephew? Yeah, and they ask you, well, Andre, what should I, what should I do now to become the best thing I can be for the future? What would you tell them? So, what can they be? What? What, what should I do now to develop myself as a bigger so I can be the best thing I can be? 
discipline. Discipline. And since they're they're young, mm-hmm. we'll start with, you know, the household, mm-hmm. right? And those 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 lessons that you learn mm-hmm. as a child from your parents mm-hmm. or from your aunts or uncles, for your elders, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would be the first one. And I think I mentioned earlier in terms of your routine. Mm-hmm. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't have a routine. A lot of times the, the youth do have a routine. Mm-hmm. They get up, they get breakfast, uh, they get dressed, they go off to school, mm-hmm. they do what they do at school, they have some little activities, they come back home. That's a routine. Mm-hmm. And a routine is very important. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would say to nieces and nephews is that one, know thyself, mm-hmm. establish routine, dream big. Mm-hmm. Get a mentor and become a leader. Wow, that's some great stuff right there. <laughs> and last question for the night: What's your favorite leadership book? Execute. Execute. Who's it by? Uh, Tom Bossidy. Um, I have, actually have, uh, um, but Execute is great because Execute he talks about he's a CEO and he has a lot of senior vice presidents. And every year they have to create a plan mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year to reach whatever the three year to five year goals are, right? And in in, in the book, um, you know, exe- execution is important, no doubt, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Planning counts, but to plan and not execute is, is not getting it done. And so that's what it's about, execution. Not like that. Um, I, I use it a lot when I'm engaging is that we have to execute. Mm-hmm. Whether it's sports, whether it's life, whether when I say life, home life, but execution. It was called execute. Uh, I'll definitely take a look at that book. As a matter of fact, too, it was when I hired on with this company. Uh-huh. As I was walking through some of the uh, cubicles, I found four people in the company that has that book. Wow. I know. Nice. That's I know. I know. No. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know I certainly have. I've definitely learned a lot and about history as well. Again, Andre, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you. We'll see you next time. Right. Take care, guys.